Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed. Now Steve Jordahl is in with us. Good morning. Steve Jordahl has got on a black jacket with a black shirt and a black tie. I'm loving it. Thank you. And uh, he has uh, just been voted the new president of the Johnny Cash Club. <laughs> because uh, you're mine. I walk the line. Pretty good, actually, Steve, right there. Uh, I've always thought of Steve as being a... Like a boy named Sue. <laughs> Thank you. That's not so unusual these days, actually. <laughs> I just know. I, one time I saw Steve fall in a ring of fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, um, uh, good morning, Steve. Good morning. Um, was there anything we needed to mention? Oh, I, I, was ca- I, I got a joke. I got a joke. <laughs> uh, this isn't my joke. I've read it off the internet. Okay. Uh, but I thought it was worthy of, rep- of, of, of repeating. Okay. You know that uh, Nancy Pelosi, and this is serious, she did test positive today for COVID. Yes. Okay. And I don't wish sickness on anybody, right. so I'm not making fun of somebody being sick. Don't misunderstand me. But this fella said, or fella, I don't know, could have been a binary person for all I know. Non-binary. Huh? Oh, huh? Non-binary. Can you be binary? <laughs> Or you I, always hey, listen, have to be it's non-binary. It's not for me to judge, Tim. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yes. <laughs> I, think grew, that, I think that's the point. When we grew up, Ed, there were boys and girls. That's right. Uh, and we, you know what? And we liked it that way. Yes. I did. <laughs> I want to make that clear. I did. <laughs> now they throw in all this. Yeah, there's a hundred different oh, genders. And and when we were in school, binary was in was a was a, a word in your science class. Yes. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Anyway, back to my joke I stole from the internet. Right. This person, upon learning that Nancy Pelosi had got COVID, he said, "Finally, something positive about Pelosi." <laughs> oh man. Oh, something positive. Oh, I like. It. A positive test. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty, you know, you can find some of the best stuff in the comments. Oh yeah. Underneath. Usually I shoot right for the I figure the first paragraph of a story and then boom, I'm at the comments yes. now. Huh? I've I've heard some people in those comments make just really insightful. Yeah. Remarks. It's better then, than the story itself. Yeah, and then funny. They can be yeah. pretty funny too. All right. So and by the way, it, 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 let me just reiterate yes, what you please. said because we're not like the radicals who rejoice when someone on the opposite side of the spectrum gets sick. No. I mean, there's some vile people yes. in this world. We need to pray for Nancy Pelosi right. because she is fairly old. and she 80-something? I think I, she I think is, she's probably. at least 80. Steve's looking it up. But she is. that is not a good age to be getting COVID. I know we're probably right. in the, you know, the uh, yeah. variants that aren't quite as she's dangerous. 80, right. She's what? 80 turned 82 on March 26. So, folks, you need to pray for Nancy Pelosi. Don't argue with me. All right. If you're a Christian, you need to pray for those in authority. I'm just saying, some people out there, I can hear them. I'm pointing my finger at the computer screen because I know there are people out there going, I'm not praying for her. She's of the devil. Certainly back to the precatory prayers. Pray that God changes her heart. (laughs) 
Yes. And before she dies, pray that she gives her soul to Jesus. Yes. That's the way Christians should pray. Yeah. And I'm just going to pray. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to joke. Yeah, that, yeah. All right, Steve, what do you got? I just wanted, before we started, I wanted to, Tim, ask you, because the Masters is starting today. It is. And uh, it's always a oh, fun thing to watch. But this year, I think, is going to have a lot more attention. Tiger Woods is back after a, a year after his uh, career-ending injury. Uh, yeah, a year five or six months. Uh, um, what do you think? How do you think he's going to do? Well, for those who don't know, okay, the Masters golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia, the annual tournament, is uh, the premier golf uh, event of the year. And and it's a, it's a high, high – um, Visibility is high visibility in the, in pop culture too because it's the history there, and now you have Tiger. I know Ed doesn't care about it because it's not hockey. I'm and, fascinated. I know he's. You're like me. <laughs> you're like me when it comes to hockey playoffs, right? We just swap roles here, right? <laughs> right that's when right. I talk about golf, you look at me like. Uh, Come on, move should, it along. Move it should, along. Should, should, shouldn't they be? Shouldn't they be uh, using that seven iron to hit something on the ice? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but but it is a remarkable story. Now who that he's back playing? Yeah, Tiger Woods we're talking about uh, because when he got he had his car wreck and he broke shattered his leg. Yeah, I mean his foot and his ankle and everything like that. And what a lot of people don't appreciate about professional golfers, and I know when you watch it on TV or you think about golfing, you're thinking about something that's leisurely. Right. And for the recreational golfer, it is leisurely, okay? Yeah. But when you're talking about professional golf, these guys are going to be walking yeah. for four straight days. That's the rule, right? Yes. You can't ride a golf cart. You Now, they have a caddy that carries their clubs, but they're going to be walking 18 holes four days in a row. And that's about five hours of walking, basically, for those guys. And if you and I've been to Augusta National um, Golf Club two times, and uh, you can't you couldn't really appreciate this watching the Masters on TV, but there it, Augusta is in the Georgia Hills and it's rolling, mm. and so it's a lot of up and down on there. So I guess I just say this: uh, it's remarkable to me that he's even trying to play because uh, the swelling and and the and the what it's gonna it's gonna te- it's gonna test. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't drop out after a couple of days. That's my view, because I don't I don't know how he's gonna be able to hold up to it physically. Can but, I can I ask a question um, before playing? You're gonna ask me Masters? a golf question, and you're not gonna do. You're not. I'm not gonna mock. You don't. Okay, thank yeah. you. No, I'm yeah. gonna treat right. you with respect. Yeah, I, I do respect golf, and right. I have right. watched it on occasion. Right. It's a skill. And it's sport. very interesting. Yeah. I I found it interesting, and I I've never golfed, but. Can they like the week before the Masters? Can they and or do they show up there and play they multiple can. holes? They can. Well, especially the, the, he's yes, been the, playing this all uh, this week. Especially done, somebody okay. like practice him. Rounds, yeah. yeah, they can get practice rounds in. Okay, and he has. That's all true. Right. To sort of test for him, sort of test his leg. Yeah, and it was everything. a day to day. It was a game time decision. As it, I it, hope he does well. Baseball it would be a, yeah. a tremendous. He he's a tremendous talent. Oh yeah, uh, and, and you know one of the best ever. And I like, I'm just going to be honest, I like uh, underdog stories. Well, if you want to, listen, if, even if you don't care anything about golf, and uh, it, if you want, if you, but if you, but you do like human drama, uh, 
if Sunday afternoon, if you tune in to the Masters tournament this Sunday afternoon, assuming it's going to be three or four guys packed in there close in the leader at the leaderboard, uh, it it's fun to watch. You think he has a chance to so, compete? No, I don't. Okay, no, I don't. But he I, does. I know, says, I know. He says he won't enter something. What's he supposed to say? Right? You know, I'm going to play today, but I don't have a dog's chance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to say that. Yeah. So, no, I don't. No, I don't. But uh, w- but we'll see. I'd never bet it, it would be It would be good for TV ratings yeah. if he yeah. if on Sunday. If he was close. If he was close. Uh, but uh, you, but Sunday, even if he's not in there, if you – it's from uh, – I think it comes on at 2.30 Central time. So, about 4, 4.30 – They'll be having the back, what they call the back nine, and that's when the drama really builds. It's kind of like a you're a big NASCAR fan, yep. right, Steve? I am. It's kind of the like Daytona 500. Yep. And it's like having four guys with three laps to go being within one car length of each other. Yeah. That, that's that's what you that's what you enjoy watching. So that that could take place on Sunday afternoon. All right, yep. well, next story. Well, I wanted to. Uh, list, you inflation is the big uh, story, kind of around. Uh, the circle around the table, kitchen table these days. And um, what we are living in a times many people are saying nobody's serious these days. It's it's this, this culture is becoming a joke. Um, and I wanted to harken back to 1978 and play you a little bit from Saturday night live. This is Dan Aykroyd is Jimmy Carter talking about inflation, joking about inflation. How much of what you're going to hear think to yourself as you listen to this is actually not a joke anymore, but really going on. Listen to Cut 8. Inflation is our friend. <laughs> For example, consider this. In the year 2000, if current trends continue, the average blue-collar annual wage in this country will be $568,000. Think what this inflated world of the future will mean. Most Americans will be millionaires. But what about people on fixed incomes? They have always been the true victims of inflation. That's why I will present to Congress the Inflation Maintenance Program, whereby the U.S. Treasury will make up any inflation caused losses through direct tax rebates to the public in cash. Now you may say, won't that cost a lot of money? Won't that increase the deficit? Sure it will. But so what? We'll just print more money. We have the papers, we have the mints. I can just call up the Bureau of Engraving and say, Hi, this is Jimma. Roll off some of them 20s. We're seeing a lot of that stuff happen. Yes. Printing more money, giving direct payments to people. I mean, this is, it used to be funny. Yeah, it used to be Saturday Night Live funny. Now it's the, the world that we live in. And that was a pretty good Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Yeah. yeah. Jimma. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy Carter. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, the other thing that uh, we have been talking about of late is this uh, is the men and women's sports issue. And a couple of things breaking on that, at least uh, over the last couple of days. We've got Kentucky. The governor there is has just ve- – did you guys talk about this? Yeah, we, we did. did. Okay. Did you talk about South Carolina, actually? We did. Okay. Did you talk about the reaction of uh, the – Swimmer who finished and tied with no, the, you no, can we do didn't. that story. All right, well, following on the story, because you see, I wasn't, I was working, not not listening. Not usually, you usually listen. I to usually am just you know goofing off and listening to the programs. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, but this is uh, a female swimmer from the University of Kentucky 
Her name is Riley Gaines, and in the 200-meter, 200-yard freestyle race at the NCAA championships, she yep. tied with Will Thomas. Now she is actually a female. Yes. Yeah. Just want to clarify. She is Not a, a woman. fake. No, she's a woman, and uh, she swam the 200-meter uh, or yard freestyle and tied with Will Thomas, who's a man, and tied for fifth. Now a lot of people say that uh, Thomas, in order to not uh, bear the ire of the whole country and every woman in the world kind of uh, threw the towel in on the last couple of races so he wouldn't win everything. But he finished fifth, tied with Miss um, Gaines, uh, Riley Gaines. I want you to hear what she says happened to her after the race as they're handing out the trophies. This is kind of interesting. Cut seven. Once I got out of the water, we kind of like go behind the podium, um, the award ceremony place, um, and they'll distribute the trophies. And so... I walked back there and the NCAA official came up to me and he just said, Hey, that was a great swim. Um, we only have one fifth place trophy, which, um, which I understood. I, I get how that works. They only account, you know, for one fifth place sure. winner. So I get that. But he said, um, we're going to have to give the trophy to Leah. Yours will be coming in the mail. Great job. So I was like, okay, that's, I understand. But can I ask why, you know, you're choosing to give the trophy to Leah? And he responded with, well, we're just giving the trophies out in chronological order. And so then I was thinking, and I was like, chronological order, we just tied. I don't really know what we're being chronological about. Um, so can you explain? And he kind of just looked at me and said, you know, we just have to give the trophy to Leah, but we respect and admire you so much. And so at this point, I've, he basically admitted to me, you know, like the NCAA is trying to save faith. NCAA being all the way in on this, I think. Yeah, and when she's referring to Leah, that is what Will Thomas calls himself yeah. now that he's claiming to be a woman. Yes. He call, he goes by Leah mm -hmm. Thomas. So this, what was this young lady's name again? This is the NCAA finals, right? I mean, this is like the yeah, end of she's the year. Yeah, she's a swimmer at the University of Kentucky. Yes, yeah. her name is Riley Gates. So Riley Gates and Leah Thomas will, excuse me, tied – Yes, for fifth place. For fifth place, there's only one trophy, and this NCAA official was trying to explain to Riley. Or the photo ops. Or the, yeah, why she wasn't getting a trophy. It was, she was Hers gonna was going to be mailed to her. They tied. Yeah. Hers was going to be mailed to her, and his was handed out on the platform. So right. this was for the photo? She wasn't even going to be in the photo for this? They offered her uh, the sixth place trophy to hold. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, so, uh, and, and she says, and I get it, why there's only one fifth-place trophy. They didn't yes. have one for each. We all they don't expect that. to have to hand out two. Right. But um, She asks a good question. Well, well why are you why? Yeah. why are you giving it? She didn't say him because she would never get a job. Yeah. I think that whoever the NCAA official was there just came up with that word on the fly. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> there's nothing. It's like we're giving it. That's, that's like alphabet. Uh, that's by how something happens in sequence, right? Yes. yes. Chronological. Yeah. In other words, we were giving them out to first place, second place, third place, in order. And you tied for fifth place, and he says, no, we're handing it out chronologically. She, which, which she should have said, but then she would never be hired for a job for the rest of her life. Right. She should have said, well, uh, how, whatever happened to uh, women first? Uh, Real women. Yeah. Duly noted. I think the official who used Chronological was channeling his inner Kamala Harris. That's just what I think. All right. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Steve is with us. 
to Jordan. I'm Tim with Ed. If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Um, all right, Steve, next story. Uh, committee hearings on the Hill. Uh, Javier Becerra, the HHS Secretary, Health and Human Services Secretary, was up on the committee hearing in the House. And uh, he Love me some committee hearing news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve, I've been waiting for this the whole show. So uh, if you don't mind, if I just if we could just take a moment of silence to prepare ourselves for what you're about to present to us, I think we'd all be, you know, ready for the drama. All right. Three, so, two, one. Go, Steve. Bring us all that right. committee news. <laughs> well, uh, Javier Becerra ran into Lauren Bobert, the uh, Physically? congresswoman. Physically? No. Like in the hall? Well, like uh, – Rhetorically. Steve's having oh. a hard time today. <laughs> I'm not I'm having sorry. a hard time. I'm being given a hard right, time. That's it. what I meant. Here comes the quit being rude to Steve crowd. They're yes. going to weigh in. And I'm going to get a text from my wife. <laughs> uh, you need to quit being rude to Steve. Okay, I'm not. Go ahead, Steve. Well, anyway, they had this exchange. I want you to hear. This is about uh, the transgender issue. Listen to cut 10. So for the record, you favor... HHS's funding being able for to, for sex reassignment for surgeries on minors. I will do everything I can to defend any American, including children, whether or not they fit the categories you have mentioned or not. And if they talk about gender affirming care, I am there to protect the rights of any American. The HHS is prepared to pay for kids to get gender mutilation surgery. Well, now I read the uh, I read the guidelines that were passed out uh, last week, I think, by the Biden administration, and I, I do want to make it clear that at this point, the government paying for it would only be for adolescents. But the guidelines what's an adolescent define a teenager. That. Uh, uh, so okay, and this would not be the children. government is the, even going to pay for teenagers. Yes. Yes. I, I guess if they read, if they, you know, fall into the, you know, the guidelines and criteria. But now it is basically at any age that the Biden administration and thus uh, uh, the uh, Health and Human Services um, uh, Department would uh, uh, support children of all ages in their transition from the sex and gender they were born with to their newfound reality. Yeah, this goes back to why it's so important, this battle that was going on in Florida and is now being taken up by several other states uh, yes. as to how we talk to our little kids. The, when asked, uh, and a lot of people didn't either didn't realize what they were saying or are so open about it that they didn't care, a lot of people who advocate for this say, why? well, why do you want to talk to children about sexual issues and their answer of any nature of any nature and their answer is well this is before their uh, what they call cis normativity or the the real gender issue uh, ideas are set in stone in their mind they're still flexible they're still learning they're still able to have concepts that like a girl could be a boy without it you know short circuiting something in their brain which has to happen they're still malleable we're getting them while we can still... Is that the answer that's that the answer Becerra that gave? Giving. No, not Becerra. Okay, all right. These are other people that are uh, defending, uh, well, opposing the Florida law. Well, that makes, it, that makes it almost criminal. Well, I agree. You know, that these people are targeting Listen. these little children because at that point they can still be, their minds can still here, be molded by the activists. Here are the options available to, to people today. 
Do we have children in school level, school age? You can homeschool. You can go to a Christian school. Uh, I guess a private school. That not is necessarily uh, religious, right? Or you can take control of your school board. Uh, okay, yes. <clears throat> if you take control of your school board like they did in Virginia, you you kick kick all these uh, crazy, whacked-out, gender-confused liberals off the school board. Right. And, and then you enact policies like they did in Florida to say you're not going to teach this stuff to our kids, whether it's critical race theory right, or uh, sex education or gender uh Therapy, whatever you're not doing that. We're teaching a re- reading, writing, arithmetic, science, and uh, and that that's where it's going to go. That's that's what you do. That you just, as you would say, you just bingoed. Those are the four options. If you're a Christian parent or even a non-Christian parent who does who thinks it is inappropriate to teach kids in kindergarten right. this garbage, then you've got to take control of your public schools if that's where your kids are going to go. Next story. All right. Uh, well, let's do this. Um, Amy Coney Barrett was giving a speech at the Reagan Library the other day. and In a, California? In California. And a heckler came up and uh, started heckling her or trying to interrupt her. I'm going to play this for you, and I want you to hear her response. But you, you might not be able to hear what the heckler says. Basically, she called Coney Barrett an enslaver of women. Listen to what the response was. Cut three. The black. Fortunately, as a mother of seven, I am used to distractions um, and sometimes even outbursts. <laughs> Just like a comedian, That's brilliant. she can handle it, right? Yes, because she's implying that this lady, this gal, was is acting like a child. Right, exactly. That's, that's really good. That is, that's like you said, comics have to be able to handle hecklers, turn the tables on them so they can continue. But but Supreme Court justices? Yeah, that's, a, that's no. good on your feet. I like it. I like it. For sure. Yep. All right. One minute left. Let's talk about, well, I don't have time to get into Lend-Lease, but uh, just so you know, the United States has decided to send some support material to Ukraine, and the Congress got involved and uh, passed what is a revival of the Lend-Lease law from World War II, which means that they can do this without violating their neutrality in the war. They're not taking officially taking sides as a country, right. but they are able now, because of this law, to send... So you are going to deal with this issue. You, you well, I, I am. Story. I had a minute, and I, I ran out of funny stuff, so I'm oh, okay. back to the serious. Well, stuff. and and uh, do you have anything else after this? Nope. Okay, I was I was going to mention that the lend lease program during World War II was very important in helping Great Britain, but a lot of people don't think about this. And ironically, the lend lease program was also used to help the Soviet Union yes. fight the Nazis. Yes. And uh, I think it's as much, some estimates, as much as 40% of what the Soviet, the materials that the Soviet Union used in fighting the Nazis on the Eastern Front was from the U.S. and the Lend-Lease program. And there, there are uh, uh, historians who don't believe the Soviets could have right. held without the U.S., without U.S. aid. Folks, I hope you're taking notes. Trivia Friday is tomorrow. Yes. That's right. Uh, thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Oh, Appreciate I'm also it. yes. I'm also, I'm also happy to be here. Ed, thank you. Uh, let's see who else was on. Chris and Jan. Chris, Jan, Chris, that there, Chris, that, th- 
Matt there, Chris. Yeah, and don't forget Brent Creeley. Brent Creeley, our producer. And Gray uh, Shuttles. Yeah. Gray, too. I'm not sure what Gray's doing today, but he was Wait. late. He's got, he's, got orange cru- he's got the Orange Crush game going on over there on his cell phone. Oh, can- you mean Candy Crush? Orange Crush. That, too. We'll be back tomorrow with Trivia Friday. See you then. <laughs>